0: Welcome back, bitches! <laughs> to Black O'Couch Reviews, I'm your host Christina. We are back for another episode of Debris. This is season one, episode seven. You can call her Caroline or the Grin Reaper, depending on your feelings about the end of this episode. Written by Samantha Corbin Miller and Tracy Bellamo, directed by Tim Southam. I gave this episode an 8.6 out of 10 kind of like last week there were elements I was heavily wanting more of and invested in and then there were other moments where I'm like okay well this is happening but at the same time can we kind of go back to that other thing and I will say this was the first week where I was like are we ever gonna get any answers to these questions because it's like all right westworld had seven episodes in with a big ass reveal gonna need i don't because we don't know how long the season is i'm not sure at the pace of learning information but it feels as if i should know at least what the lagarthi Lagarthy, lagarthi i don't even know i need to know what that means anything and then they're dropping more mystery which is why is finola so special And I had to actually watch the preview for next episode because I needed that much more. I'm like, I got to get a little bit something more this week. Even if it's what's happening next week. I myself love a good mystery. However, I kind of starting to feel as if I have Lady Blue Balls. And I don't like having Lady Blue Balls. I really need some additional... At least some trajectory of who is even the good guys and the bad guys. Because even so I'm like, what are you doing? I have no idea. We saw Agent brill once, and he's like the Ghost of Christmas Past. We ain't even done a spot check on him. Can we get just a little bit more? Is all I'm saying. Just 10 to 25 percent more information between next week and whenever the finale hits. Because I'm I'm really concerned it's gonna leave so abruptly that it's not going to be able to maintain and I see that the ratings have been slipping as far as the momentum and I can while I haven't felt that way the first five episodes these last two I certainly am like okay even I'm getting antsy of what definitively this show actually is other than a mystery box you have to give the audience just a little bit more before you start heaping on a lot more um puzzle we start this week with a fairy running late linda is nagging what i thought was her husband or boyfriend about it a man glances down at his phone looks up and everyone is frozen he gets really afraid linda is not frozen she walks up to him puts her hand out for the bag which he forcibly Gives over before apparently also being forced to shoot himself in the head. Shit, motherfucker, ass tits, cunt, cock motherfucker shit, ass tits, motherfucker shit. Come on. Pickety-pop, pickety-fuck, pickety-puck, pickety-fuck, quack, fuck, quack, I'm not sure. Did appreciate the rather darker tones in this episode in particular, because I was worried not too much that it would be a happy ending each episode and there's nothing wrong with that but the nefarious aspect of it was rather missing so i'm that's why i was so strongly like i'm guessing george jones is the bad guy because everyone else pretty much seems to be playing a rather fickle role but not anything that is absolutely beyond the pale I mean i'm sure ferris has her reasons as maddox might have his reasons for what they're doing because government cia spy shit usually comes with someone being lied to and that can sometimes be your agent but it doesn't necessarily mean that they are the quote-unquote shady organization of it all and it felt so easy for it to be either i still think that there's some room for reasonable explanations on both sides i still am convinced that george jones is a problem and we're gonna find that out if it's not i won't be heartbroken but i will be a little disappointed in how they did handle who are the the quote unquote bad guys The story certainly caught my attention and I thought it was rather well done except it did kind of crumble around the reasoning, but we'll get there in just a bit. Ryan visits Orbitable to... Orbitable? Is it Orbital? (laughs) To be given an update on Anson Ash, former SAS for British Intelligence, decorated hero until seven years ago when he mysteriously went AWOL the thing about decorated heroes, there's usually something that disillusions them to make them go to the other side. Is It isn't like they just one day <laughs> are doing everything they can for king and crown and country, and then the next day they're like, fuck it all. There's usually an event or something that sets that off, but there's no mention of it, which means we're probably not going to know until Ferris's side is shown to maybe have had some dirty dealings in their past the influx goal at this point is to dismantle the government's control over the debris Maddox dispatches Brian to Maine where he had been receiving the phone calls to investigate a possible sale there see if there's any additional friends of Anson's in town on the plane he comes clean well before he actually leaves Maddox's he tells him, by the way, Finola and Ferris know that George Jones is alive. He doesn't mention that he told her, but he does, in a roundabout way, tell him exactly how he learned about it, which is, well, he actually didn't know. He knew after the fact <laughs> that they had already known and Finola found out via Ferris, so His explanation on the plane when he tells Fanola is that he doesn't want Maddox to be open to anything regarding Ferris like blindsided by her by not having that information because until he has irrefutable evidence, he's not going to accept what she's been told. Okay, 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 okay. I totally get that, but at the same time, he knows his boss is crossing lines. Lines. He's not even comfortable having him cross. So telling Finola that, and knowing that she's the one that's being spied on, she's the one that's vulnerable the most. I get where he was coming from, but at the same time, like, what could she say to that? That isn't like okay. Mm hmm. She does a lot of mm hmm. She she does quite um, black talk because we have a, a tendency to sometimes say a lot with just. A, uh, a clearing of the throat. Mm-hmm. It's chocolate mocha time. Yeah, you got that yummy. yummy, 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 yummy.
1: Yeah, you got that yummy. yummy, 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 yummy,
0: yummy yum. I called him mad last week, and for that, I am so sorry because that is not your character name, but I get very distracted by your Hershey's kisses. They apparently trace the call from Anton's cell to the burner phone of the man that was forced to kill himself in the opening sequence. They watch camera footage of the incident. Linda, she was found sans bag, some miles away and like all of the other witnesses, doesn't recall a thing. Manola and Brian debate the likelihood of Liam being a terrorist going over his history. Because that's the name of the guy that killed himself. They go to his home where they meet his brother Luke. Who is a vet of Afghanistan like Brian. But unlike Brian, was it in Marsa? Where those dudes apparently are pretty hardcore. Ooh, ooh, chill, chill. This is all setting up the, um, the reason why Brian just kept side-eyeing him the entire time. Because he just knew he had some issues. He had a reaction himself, Brian, of the jets flying overhead. So I would think that this is not psychologically helpful for any soldier trying to re-acclimate into society by having PTSD sounds of an Air Force base right next door. Luke tells them this must be serious because he met them on the lawn and reveals he found uh, Liam debris in the marsh and that he had went on the dark web. Yeah, never thought to look on the dark web. I'm not even sure how it goes down, how people find these things. I'm not going anywhere near because my ass will be flagged and the next thing you know, there'll be a no-knock warrant and I'll be shot in the corridor in my home. Ain't nobody got time for that. I say it as a joke, but it's definitely the world in which we live in today and why I would never take my black ass on the dark web. He found a buyer, which was Anson, and for 50000 they planned to meet today at the pier and exchange the debris, and the entire time he's telling this story, he's just way too, he's way too cool about it. Like, all of this was going on, and you just stood there being like, I told him it was a bad idea. It's also $50,000, and it looks like y'all both don't have a job in this house someone's gotta be paying rent i guess he is off of our army pension but it it just didn't sit well that he was just casually telling this story oh yeah the debris changed his behavior you know things that they want to hear he agrees to let them search the marsh and his liam's laptop after briefly meeting caroline who is liam's little daughter And apparently I thought she was mute until she said about three lines. She also looks incredibly like the actress that plays her mother. So either that is a real mother and child. Or they did a phenomenal job with the casting. Luke is also very attractive. I got very distracted when he rolled up on Fanola. Asking her how do you tell a child about a loss. Brian just Continue to to not say much except give him the stink eye.
1: I'm watching you motherfucker.
0: My question is why did everyone in this house feel real compelled to be nice to Fanola but Brian tried to to talk to him like a man coming from the same experience and he told him,
1: "Get the fuck out of my face with that shit."
0: In the car, Fanola inquires about Luke's reaction to his unit, to which he says nothing, only that they were both there and then she's giving him the look like i'm not just gonna drop this but before peer pressure could be properly applied she realizes that they never searched the marsh which is not like them so they drive back when they get there the marsh registers 390 which means danger danger i don't fit in on a stranger believer believer i can take out all the evil finota finola noticeably panics and says she doesn't want to be here that it doesn't want us to be here run bitch run and like most black people when we know it's time to bounce we did seriously how do you perceive that kind of registration Ryan himself mentioned that he didn't want to stay long so what is up with the fact that the ship has like a malevolent type of force Brian asks if she's okay and if she can explain herself. She says it's like what happened or what she experienced in Kansas when she was taken over by the debris. So maybe once you've been taken over, you just have a connection to it and that connection never dies. But it was like a whisper in her ear. Brian does not think to have any follow-up questions about this. Just wants to get back to a hotel room where the minibar is fully stocked. Bitch, I'm trying to get drunk, 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 drunk. This was definitely a missed bro moment because he could have talked to Tom about this. Like, you know what she doing over there? She hearing shit from the debris. Yeah, since she got possessed. Back in Washington, Maddox tortures Anson using some technology that allows them to see his memory. What the fuck is this? Now, I have already spoke on how I feel about torturing. People have debated it about the effectiveness it does it work it's not even that it is well it is that <laughs> in a non-tv show aspect but in the tv show that Maddox enjoys it gives a certain distaste for the character that makes me feel that whatever his reasons are he's still not a great person because what you have to do versus what is being done and how you relish that moment—it is significant. Like, okay, I have to torture you to get the information because millions of people are gonna die. Actually, Ants has already killed a lot of people, so he definitely deserves to be in prison. And maybe even some can argue his rights taken away for torture, despite the fact that I don't think that should be the case. Okay, for um, shits and giggles, I'm with you here you enjoying the moment says something about you the next morning Fenella tells sleepy brian that he can just pull up a chair to the buffet instead of picking one thing up at a time and i was with her when i saw all them offerings like ew this is disgusting it looks hard as shit they go back well first they get some information regarding caroline that her mom uh didn't or they had a custody debate I don't remember I stopped writing notes after this point (laughs) to be honest just enjoy the episode I know they visited the mom and she was acting weird because she kept saying I love my daughter I would fight for her but she belongs where she is and that's like okay so then they go to Caroline that they suspect we saw her retrieving debris from the marsh earlier and then she was hiding it why did the the debris choose her that was not explained nor is there like it feels as if debris is lethal to some and it chooses others like why didn't why could she be the only one that got this instead of uh the the uncle and that's when they come back to the house she's just sitting there looking all suspect then she leaves the house Fanola follows her and after some prodding says that i think my uncle is bad i think he also killed my dad and i have been hiding debris from him so that he doesn't continue to get stronger but we find out that he is mind controlling people to get them to do what they um should do at this moment brian is beginning to figure it out himself as he spots the blue bag and he tries to get through to Luke by telling him look I went through what you went through I can't imagine it but someone you know helped me out that's Maddox in his mind and he offers him that hand and I will say I chuckled very deeply when he was just like no congratulations you played yourself and I couldn't help but feel the exact same way I'm like Brian I get what you trying to do in this moment for the greater good but this is not someone you save he killed his own brother his own flesh and blood and he doesn't even seem to be choked up about it whatsoever i don't know what their relationship was like in the past but it feels like a lot to decide to just be like you know i'm gonna kill you he couldn't have just made him go away somewhere for a few days (laughs) for a few weeks have him jump on a plane or some shit until he did what he needed to do no he made him put his a gun to his head and shoot himself that's some cold-blooded shit right there and then just got his daughter kidnapped and hostage no no there is no hand that we are going to accept so when all of a sudden they all leave especially when she comes to tell brian that it's uh it's luke who's behind everything they just drive away they get to the air force base they're about to get on the plane until finola wonders how the hell they got there they tell that one dude like everything's fine he's like what are you talking about <laughs> it's not look basically made it clear that look i don't want to hurt you but i will so wear the rest of these damn shards because i know you got some and i know you've been hiding them and she gave up the goods very quickly and i don't blame her because she's like nine then he takes the um the bag and he starts going to the air force base that they already happened to be at and he causes one of the planes to crash which was really fucked up he is then approached by finola and brian and once again finola is just told to walk away while brian has to put a gun to his head and force he's trying to force him to kill himself but apparently you know brian got more willpower (laughs) and um he decided to pour out all of the the debris and I was like, did I need that? I did not. Not if you were not gonna make them all float. Just having them just fall off the hood of the car. I was like, okay, this is just, I don't want it. <laughs> it's distracting me from the fact that this is really supposed to be terrifying. And Fanola, there's nothing she could do about it. It's supposed to be a a bondy moment between them. Like my partner's in trouble. I can't help them. But they didn't talk about it at the end, so I guess there's that, but the words i know where george jones is will definitely distract you along with um you know the call that finola gets i don't know how caroline made it to this air force base was it really that close that she could just hop skip maybe she climbed in the back seat of the car maybe he left her in the back seat of the car i don't know i just know that she is behind him and she says i have had enough sir of you we tired of playing with your ass nigga Today your ass is gonna die, bitch. Say goodnight, motherfucker. Caroline reunites with her mother. Therapy is gonna be very costly. And that's when Finola gets a call from Dee Dee saying that she's gonna relapse and she needs her to come home. Um, Finola's like, girl, I am in the middle of this thing called a job and while I understand and she tries to put the guilt trip on her, she knows also that she's not about to jump on that plane because unless you have OD'd I've heard this conversation about a million times and I'm not about to stop what I'm doing but if I got some time and I can just you know get let me do what I'm trying to do but it didn't matter anyway because she was talking to her in code that meant like a parent was listening and it turns out that Ferris was because she got herself and some bodyguards in Dee Dee's apartment and it's clear she prompted her to try to get her home why maybe she wants her out of the way for the George Jones that's about to be unleashed on the U.S. soil then we have maddox calling brian and telling him we have the location of george jones and then brian tells her not trying to hear about the fact that you just had a suspicious conversation yourself this is what you wanted it's your daddy so another really you know decent decently good episode i just the only thing that's lacking for me is exposition and explanation i don't need all of it i just need to know you know one thing that moves the plot forward and the trailer for next week it seems as if they are going to rescue george jones um finola and brian have been tasked with it so i'm guessing we should at least get if george jones is a accomplice or a victim and he's definitely going to answer some questions he has to that's all i got let's jump into the feedback
2: This is uh, Mimi sending in feedback for Debris. Um, uh, This is season one, episode seven. We are really moving along um, with um, this series. Um, I haven't heard anything about it being renewed too. And I was actually pretty surprised that Manifest was still on because they lost me towards the end of season one. So I had like, I started to get bored and I just thought if I recorded them, I would like catch up and i swear last time i looked there was like uh, all the rest of season one then season two and i just never felt like going back to it so i haven't watched manifest in a long time um it was starting to get good and then it would have an episode that would fall off it would it just kept going back and forth so i am really shocked that that's still on um i just assumed that it was good i don't really know i haven't watched tuned in since season one but I really hope this show gets renewed because I am starting to feel like I might like this show better than Fringe. Um there's it's too hard to tell as of right now because clearly Fringe had several seasons. I want to say they had four. Um and this is new, but the technology and the 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 mystery behind like the debris and the reason it's here and you know who created it and how like you know how all that's going to play out i feel like that's a bigger that's a bigger mystery and more has more possibilities which makes it more interesting they can even still pull some of the french aspects in there and i would totally be fine with that if there's parallel universes or a multiverse or something like that i'm cool with that um i just really hope this show gets renewed because i'm starting to get i feel like you and shy um well i know for a fact shy said it i'm not sure if you felt the same way but i know you like it but shy said this is becoming one of her favorite shows i feel the same way um it's like i i anticipate the flash charmed and then debris um these are the shows that i watch no matter what that's why i didn't even realize i was so far behind with Ozark. it's actually pretty bad i'm three episodes behind so i got a lot of catching up to do before I can send them feedback to this next episode but anyway back to debris this 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 episode was was so interesting like I gotta be honest like that twist with the uncle I did not see that coming um when you know when I found out that you know he had um the guy who we saw kill himself in the beginning um had that daughter like I was like wow um that's sad now the uncle has to you know tell her about her dad and her uncle has to care for her like that's a big that's a sudden um burden and then when we found out that she had a mom and her mom was like you know the he called me saying um if something happens to me come get um i think her name was charlene what was the little girl's name charlotte charlene caroline oh i was a completely off it was caroline um and she was like no i was like wait what who what kind of mama refuses to get their daughter when the dad who is currently has the currently um with their daughter says if something happens to me please come get her like i was like that just threw me for a loop i was finna drag the shit out of her then that next sentence when she was like I fought like hell for my daughter and I got full custody and I was like wait a second am I confused I swear I had to rewind it was like I think I misheard what she said I was like no I heard that right and then she was like it's and then her and her I'm assuming that was her new husband like it's where she belongs I was like oh hell no I know this little girl ain't brainwashing people and then I'm trying to like like and all this is happening in like minutes and I'm like um what is happening? Okay, so I really do not remember what I was talking about. And y'all are going to laugh because I paused for a long time. I need to get my driver's license renewed. And because I can't see, I have to go inside for a damn driver's uh, vision test. So I had to go inside. But because the country is uh, requiring people to get a real ID to be able to like fly now, um, I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll just do that since I don't renew it anyway, and I have to go inside. I can't just renew it online. So, because where I live is a small town, our DMV is very small, and I haven't been because normally, like my last last time I had to renew my driver's license was what I think it was five. I, the last time I actually had to go into take a picture and all of that stuff. Derek was a baby. So that was like what? Like 8 years ago. So I haven't had to go in for something to, to like driver's license related in damn near a decade. So it's been a long time. But now since COVID and all these damn restrictions, they won't only let 5 people in at a time because the place is small. Long story short, I tried to do it yesterday and I was 92. That was my number that they gave me and they were at um 30 31 to 35 or something like that so I was a really no no no. it was 51 to 50 55 I was really far away and it's at this point it's like two o'clock in the afternoon so by four o'clock they've only went up by 10 people so I, I just left so I was like okay I'll just wake up early they open at eight o'clock so I'll get there at like seven thirty, and I'll just be first in line or maybe there'll be a couple of people in front of me Tell me why everybody had that idea. There was literally 31 people in front of me and I got there early. I can't imagine going in any earlier than that. But I I finally get in line, I get the number, and then she's like, it's like an hour wait. So she was like, go run some errands. So I go run errands. I come back an hour later and they're still not on my number, but it's really close. So I was like, I'll just send this feedback. And then I start talking, and then I look, and the lady's changing the number. So I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "I don't want to re-record this because I don't. Re- I I feel like I was, uh, like getting into it. I was like, but then again, like I don't. Let me just let me just pause it. And I was like, if it's there, I'll continue. If it's not, I'll just start over. So I'm didn't have to start over, but now I don't even remember what we were talking about because I just had that ordeal. This whole process. I've been in that line since seven. I would say, um. It was probably like 7.40 that I got there because I uh, went to get coffee. (laughs) I don't think it would have made much of a difference. Uh, Maybe I would have been... It seems like those people were in line for a long ass time. But from 7.40 until it is 11.26 right now. That's how long the process took to get my damn license. And then I find out they don't even give you the license when you leave like they used to. You get it in the mail. So now I got to wait two to three weeks to get it in the mail i'm not even going to be in illinois so i have to walk around with this stupid um temporary piece of paper but i will say my sister did my makeup yesterday for this picture and i and i refuse to take the makeup off so i slept awkward as hell so that my makeup was still on point guys and it is (laughs) and i will say my picture came out bomb this is probably the best picture i've ever taken took almost 40 years but my picture is on point I am very proud of that picture. I look flawless, okay? (laughs) I mean, I didn't get no sleep because I was sleeping sitting up, but it was worth it. (laughs) Anyway, I don't remember what I was talking about in Debris. I really don't. Um, The last thing I remember talking about was Caroline and her mom. That situation just blew me. I was like, what is happening? I was so bamboozled. Is the only thing I can use. The only word I can use to say how I felt because I was so confused on what was happening. And I'm like, this little girl can't like, why was she not like? What's wrong with her mom? I was like, maybe her stepfather's messing with her. Maybe she doesn't want to go home because she don't trust him. And I'm like, all over the place. And I was so far off from the truth. I've never seen that shit coming ever. Like I was so like when she revealed to finola that it was her uncle that killed that she thinks her her dad she missed her mom oh my god that little girl that played caroline was cute as hell i oh my god i just wanted to smush her like her cheeks were so fluffy she was she just had the pouty mouth those i'm telling you when it comes to kids no matter what age i i should say what age because like if it's a grown-ass kid that look like a grown man that don't count but any kid i would say probably like 12 and under when they have chubby cheeks and like a pouty mouth i love them like immediately even if they're assholes like it doesn't even matter like they're my favorite and i just she was just so freaking cute and the fact that the the debris was like drawn to her it didn't work on her but she could like it turned out she could flip it loyalty and um like immediately she just she had the power to do that all along she just i guess i mean that was a difficult situation for her to be in because clearly she would love her uncle that was her brother or her dad's brother and they clearly it looked like they lived in the same house um i'm not quite sure if i was supposed to understand why he killed his brother i know he said he'll feel bad about it for the rest of his life but i'm not i think i was so like i guess i was so like drawn into like finola's relationship with caroline and you know trying to understand what exactly is happening i must have just i guess i just missed it because i i can't quite understand why he killed his brother i know he was trying to get back at the air force because he just feels like you know they use people like puppets and then they treat them like shit and that's facts um don't know anyone that is in the army or the air force or the marines or anything like that they come out of it saying oh my god i love the military they treat us great this is amazing i mean i feel like you have a camaraderie and you're always it's like anything like even if you went to a college that was a shitty college and you feel like your education was trash, and you went and got another degree from somewhere else you're always gonna be have a like a connection to that school and I feel like the military is the same way and you probably develop relationships that are lifelong friends I know colleges are like that too so I feel like you have a connection to it but it's not a necessary I love you kind of relationship and I feel like you know anybody in the military feels that way but I mean I can't say that everyone despises it. Um, I I don't know exactly what happened to him. I don't know if we were supposed to, like, get that. Um, We know that Brian has went through some things, some stuff and some things. Um, And it sounds like the, I guess, the branch of the Marines he was in was a pretty brutal group of people. Like, I just just missed it. And I'm sure I'll get a better understanding once your podcast uh, comes out um lastly i want to talk about the um the torture scene with old dude when he was torturing that guy like i don't know what he put on his feet it looked like some tar then he like numbed his forehead and was like don't fight it and he cut it and then he put the lug probes in there the whole time i'm like what the actual fuck is happening and i'm with shy i don't like gruesome and stuff like i don't like it at all i'm just like trying to understand what the hell is happening and i'm like i just for the life of me i don't get it like i'm like what is he doing but then when we get a clear picture that he can see dude's thoughts i was like oh my god is that something in the debris did like that is really awesome it's brutal and i can't even imagine how many times they got it wrong before they got it right and who they had to practice on like all that sounds god awful but that's a pretty awesome technology like you can't your mind ain't gonna lie you know what i'm saying if we can get into your mind you can't you might not want to tell us but we're gonna see and that's the kind of stuff that i think is the dopest thing about this debris that fringe didn't have it's a mystery like once like at the beginning it was a mystery but then i think towards the middle fringe got a little ridiculous like they started going away from what they originally started that's just my own personal opinion i haven't seen fringe in a long time and i honestly can't say that i want to binge it or anything like that but i know in the middle they lost me because darren and i used to watch it all the time together and in the middle they lost me but i'm one of those people that i keep watching he fell off well i should say i used to be i used to just keep watching i'm um, thinking and hoping and praying that it might get better he stopped watching um, but it did i i, I the last uh, season, I felt like got a little bit better. It never got to where it was, like the first season, but I think it got a little bit better. and then, um this debris just has such so many uh, so many like possibilities. I just can't wait to see what happens. Um I love this thing sorry that little middle that dmv story y'all just got to listen because i had to live it so i feel like y'all have to suffer through with me so i mean that's what kind of friends we are i hurt you hurt i'm frustrated you got to be frustrated i need somebody to vent to so that's what i'm doing so i will end it here until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch
0: mimi out mimi is a damn fool talking about i hurt you hurt <laughs> make no damn sense (laughs) Had the longest time remembering caroline's name and it's in the damn title but i feel you on the dmv i can't stand going there on any day and so it does not make sense to me that 40 old people that already awake at 5 a.m that always gotta go into the dmv for some reason uh, would be 31 people in front of you because they probably had a breakfast in the car. They probably watching the game. <laughs> they just got, yeah, that's the life with the BMV or DMV. I keep forgetting, depends on where you are, it's BMV or DMV. And they're always trash and where I live. So um, anytime that I have to go, I already just pack some headphones, get some lawn chairs, make sure I ate i'm gonna need to see that pic though if you was i mean you, you bragging like it was bomb diggity ass so when you get your license and i feel that because you gotta truck that thing along for a real little time and i don't even look at my driver's license picture because it's terrible but then at rbmv they make you put put your hair all the way back you got to be looking like absolute trash and i'm like why the fuck like i look really cute going in and then they were like yeah well you can't You need to pull your hair all the way back and i was like god damn y'all got restrictions i can't come in here looking decent you make me look like shit so my picture is awful and i don't want to think about it it will be i will say this my passport picture ain't about to be shit because that's part of the reason why i got this fucking sewing in my hair (laughs) because i gotta go and renew my passport I'm going to wait until after I get my shot since I got that on Tuesday because now they have different like passport things but I looked at my passport photo from and this is what I also need to say I'm I have definitely lost weight (laughs) from the time I went to I got my passport because man that was a fucking chunky ass picture of my face it is so bad like really bad i didn't even know i was that fat at that point in time in my life i just gave birth so i need to stop being mean to myself but but jesus christ um <laughs> this picture is not going to be looking like that picture because i got to open that and show people and i'm just like and they even look at me and then look at the picture i'm like i don't know how i got there i i it was a different time okay a different place <laughs> you didn't know my ex <laughs> i ate to not kill him so there's that uh i will say i'm with you kids that have those little kissable cheeks i mean i wouldn't just go kiss them if they ain't a family member but otherwise i'm giving all the kisses and yes i don't know why he killed his brother either that's one of the things where i was like oh, um, okay i can understand you being mad and you know you being triggered living next to air force base but your brother was just in the way and he was like you gotta die and like that he didn't even do nothing wrong to you from none of the conversation that i got and i wish i could say i didn't suspect uh suspect luke then i would have probably had the same like oh damn but unfortunately i figured that shit out real quick <laughs> it was just too chill and the way she came in and then left the room I was like um does she want to say something or is he control I thought he was controlling her now that I go back and think about it in that scene because I was like why she don't say nothing every kid is like what happened what's going on they're inquisitive and she said no words she just left but I am with you and shy I agree this is one of my favorite new shows I enjoy looking forward to it each week and I will continue to do so and and we're gonna keep our fingers crossed with that, that leads
1: us to Queen Shy. Well, hello there, Christina. It's me, Shy. I am here to talk about Debris, Season 1, and I forget what episode. Okay, I just looked it up. Episode 7. <laughs> Alright, so, yes, yeah, this one, um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, in regards to the scale of my favorite ones, this wasn't one of my favorites out of everyone, out of the ones we've seen, but I still enjoyed it. Um, and uh, it, it was just laying down the groundwork, I feel, for I don't even know how many episodes this season is supposed to have. Um, so I'm kind of feeling like we're about to ramp things up, all these different entities are coming together they tortured the hell out of Anson in the most creepy futuristic way possible I was like I was trying to figure out where they were going with that first of all ew. they cut given the Novocaine cut open his skull or the skin, the scalp, or I should say not a skull. The scalp and then inserted some metal thing what onto his skull so that it can picture or abstract pictures of what he's thinking in his head and then the power of suggestion this is some crazy shit i'm like oh my gosh this is crazy (laughs) i mean when they first started i was thinking we're getting that you know generic you know shocking that way because they got the little battery cable things hooking it to his ankles so i'm like okay they then they painted his feet i'm like where are we going with this uh i didn't see any water And then he's putting on the gloves slowly, but surely, I guess that's part of the torture to anticipate whatever is, you know, is about to happen to you. And then, again, he shoots him up with the Novocaine in the forehead. And I'm like, nah. (laughs) So I'm like, why did he do that to begin with? I guess they want to start out (laughs) with the appetizer and work their way up to the full meal. Uh, like we'll give you an opportunity to confess in your own way in your own time you know you know say what you got to say but yeah if not we'll bring out the big guns and it was wow I was I mean, I was impressed I'm I'm like wow this is some next level crap right here Um, in regards to torture uh, well I don't even, is it torture did they torture him I mean I guess they did I mean he was in pain but Dang, I mean, it could have been worse, I guess <laughs> I don't know Um, I mean, the, what I was envisioning was worse So I guess, comparatively speaking, even though torture is torture Um, as for Brian and Fanola Yeah, I was wondering, I thought for a minute when, um Brian told Maddox that about Fanola may know and, and, you know, he didn't fully, um let him know that yeah, she knows, and then I told her and all that good stuff. So he is keeping something close to the vest. So that tells me that he's not completely bought in. I mean, some of what Finola said is has stayed with him because he could have easily just said everything, he just told him everything, but he kept some things back. And I think he did that for, for at first I thought it was because him and Fanola had. Um, came up with a plan to see what he knew you know that kind of stuff but I see that she wasn't aware of what he was what he didn't she didn't know that he was gonna tell Maddox anything so that was still interesting that he um didn't tell fully you know tell him everything so um I feel like that is that's a sign that he's not even though he's not a hundred percent in on what finola is saying he's not completely dismissing it and then my other thing is we get a little bit more of the backstory little nuggets on why brian is so um loyal to maddox and because i'm thinking that the person that he was referring to when he was talking to dang it i forget the guy's name um i think his name was it liam or was that the brother whatever the guy that ended up being cray cray um so the fellow military guy um he was telling him his story and how he's you know he was saved he was almost at the end so like was telling me that brian was on the verge he was suicidal everything that he'd been through in the wars that he's um been a part of that it left damage and then Maddox saves him from all that and gave him a new lease on life so that makes sense that he would have this loyalty to Maddox and be resistant to anything um that questions that and of course you know it's you know MI six so it's not like oh yeah they're completely on the up and up so one can argue you know he's in the right in that regard so he's not going to completely be on board with finola's team so and i think finola gets that Uh, ultimately she's like hmm Um, so she's i mean she might not have liked it liked it but she understood and so as for the debris so this one was mind control and the fact that i'm still kind of Like, how did the the debris choose the little girl? Like, did she have the. Did she. Did she get exposed to the debris first? And therefore it was. You know. Felt connected to her. And then from that, then her father found it. Then the brother. And then it just went from there. And so there was just that connection between the debris and the little girl that. Um the uncle was exploiting and so i quite i didn't quite get like that dynamic though so in that regard like did the girl find it to be first then the father and then through the father the uncle did they all find out at the same time you know so that part was still kind of great to me um but still fascinating um i definitely was like what the heck is going on when the um the guy had the bag and then gave it to the, you know, everything froze. Gave it to the girl and then shot himself. So I'm so I'm thinking that they argued. Him and the brothers argued because the guy was trying to do the quick get rich and take the debris somewhere and he ended up killing. I mean, he said it, but um, he found out what he was up to and then ended up killing his brother because he either betrayed him because he had to have had some of the debris still at the house um so that was interesting um he had the lady bring back the bag and then she didn't know what the heck happened so I thought that was funny not not funny haha but it's just more like interesting that um you know they were driving away cause I of course we didn't Fully, at least i didn't fully know at first what exactly the debris was doing um and then they're like wait a minute weren't we supposed to check the marsh and so it's all like hmm interesting and so of course we find out what we found out in regards to the uncle um and yeah that was obviously i we knew that brian wasn't gonna shoot himself but dang that girl <laughs> was like you did what you had to do girl you did what you had to do um when well, she ended up killing her uncle i'm like dang okay that's a little traumatic for a little one to have to kill her uncle but i mean he it wasn't leaving too many options on the table um i thought it interesting that she's i just i mean i guess my question is in regards to the debris it can it was able so was it vulnerable was the debris kind of like in a vulnerable state um and and it was trying to get the girl to help her, like they had that connection so the girl was trying to protect the, the debris from you know from the uncle like they were eliciting her her assistance her protection and because they didn't want the uncle to use them in that way uh i don't know so that's that's very interesting i thought that was um this is the first time i felt like the debris had some kind of an emotion <laughs> if that makes sense i don't know if that makes sense you know like this connection connection to this little girl is there to, it's protecting her she's protecting it and you uh, know it seemed like it was more of a relationship personal relationship um in this one of course we got the Fanola sister i don't know what mi6 is trying to do because uh at the same time that she's getting its scripted message from her sister maddox is telling brian about her father and so that's gonna be a thing i'm trying to figure out what mi6 is doing what ferris is doing why they had her sister do that they're trying to get her to come back to london and not because they must have found that they must know that um maddox found out about george like where george is and maybe trying to pull her away from that before they you know confront her father maybe oh so many it's just so i don't know like that her father is the key but it's key to what i have no idea i just know that and finding him will will really launch some craziness um so i'm looking forward to that um again so many questions i don't know so maybe you or mimi have put it together better than i have but i do like that brian and finola are communicating and not keeping secrets from each other they're being forthcoming with information um you know versus you know their respective organizations they're not being completely up front with them so yeah um they've chosen their size so to speak And you know, again even though brian isn't wanting to believe that maddox is not on the up and up he's still being more forthcoming with Fanola than with maddox so that's saying something right there and also yes i'm still curious about brian i like i just need you to open up a little bit more so i can learn more about you dude because i feel like your story your backstory is very fascinating and uh you know we're learning little pieces about Fanola, but you know we're still not breaking that wall with brian and of course again we got a little nugget i can't say that we got a little nugget with what he said to the uh the uncle but still i'm like that's i know that's a fascinating story his uh his past so very very excited to learn more about that um so yeah so i will leave it at that so yeah um so till next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy
0: that is shy with her thoughts on the episode so you're with you're like me with all of the questions like so how does a equal b and c and there's just yeah they're all unanswered <laughs> i am also like i don't know why the Brie is selecting this that or the other thing but it's happening and I, I think my only supposition is the fact that Fanola herself was taken over from, from the debris. So she got a special connection. But we don't know about George Jones. We don't know about Ant. Well, don't know. there's just a whole bunch of we don't know. Um, Brian has had a rough seven episodes. Not only has he been almost forced to shoot himself. He almost exploded in a building. Then he did watch himself Kill himself and they actually had a corpse. So my ends is being triggered in every direction, and I don't need him to have a pep talk from Fanola in a hug soon. Uh but yes, you're correct that Maddox clearly saved him from wherever uh hole he found himself in. But Fanola's the first person that looks at him like a person, so I think that's gonna be a little bit of a a debate going on and i do need brian to show show more of his badass skills because i missed them from two episodes ago and i'm with you as well in regards to brian telling maddox because technically what finola knows is word of mouth from an admitted shady source so (laughs) she can only say hmm and i'm glad that he doesn't cave to his principles no matter whom he's dealing with like he has respect for vanola but he also has respect for maddox and it's gonna take a little bit more to convince him that the guy is totally a villain and working with the chinese is not even correct he's working with the russians And I see Shy, you the expert in the torture, like, where are we going with this? I see the the things, there's no water, they're painting it. Yeah, you do all that. That scene scene was very um, hard to watch, especially when he slid that, that plate between his scalp. I was like, no, and I know that shit ain't legal. I actually felt bad for Anson, but you're correct. They did offer him. Like, hey, we can have a conversation or we're not having a conversation. And Anton said, okay, we're not having a conversation. But I will say he took it like a fucking G. <laughs> he knew it was going to go down. Um, everyone involved knew how it was going to happen. This is some some next level type of stuff. I'm wondering if the government is experimenting with this. and And it definitely shows why. Like, there's benefits here, but you can definitely see where the morality side is kind of like, um, do we really want to be playing with this shit? Kind of like the proto molecule. Someone's going to do something stupid. <laughs> and it's going, and the fallout's going to be, um, on a mass type of level. So yeah, I, I am very curious to see what answers we get next week. If you want to join our conversation, blackgirlcatch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. If you have time, run over to iTunes, rate the podcast, leave a review. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and Black Magic.